Do you want to learn how to make your own beer? It's time for Just Brew It, brought to you by Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Here's your host, Jeremy White and Bert Deister. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to Niagara Tradition's Just Brew It on ESPN 1520. Jeremy White and Bert Deister. And happy National Learn to Homebrew Day. Yeah, we're excited. Learn to Homebrew Day. So it's a big day, not only on this show, but for you guys uh, at the store. Last week, we did preserving hop aromas and star sand, like all the uses for star sand. Yeah, keeping a spray bottle around, how yeah. useful that can be. But today, learn to homebrew day. So uh, what's uh, what's the plan? What's, I think what's we'll talk stuff? a little bit about teaching somebody to homebrew, like which is it's something that brewers want to do, but can be a little bit difficult, and it can be very frustrating if it's not successful. So we'll talk a little bit, some tips that you can use when trying to teach somebody else to homebrew. But quick thing for anybody that already knows how to homebrew, you guys have sales today, specials today. Oh, yeah. So, so we have 10% off all ingredients. That goes for homebrew kits, specialty malts, hops, pounds of hops. Um, it also goes for wine and cider making equipment. So if you're looking to grab juice, wine kits, additives, those are all 10% off as well. But we also have 15% off full sacks of grain. Um, this is the big seller that we see a lot of homebrewers kind of stocking up for the winter. So if you're an all-grain brewer, you can get your base malt to close to a dollar per pound. So you could get like German Pilsner and Pale Ale for almost a dollar per pound. So come in, or actually for a dollar per pound. Uh, so come in and grab a sack of grain and you'll kind of use that throughout the whole winter and save a quite a bit of money. So good. if you can't make it in this week, um, layaway orders will receive the discount. So place the order online. If you can't make it in by Saturday, um, you'll see the credit come back and the reductions. You'll see the discount come in and then pick it up at your convenience next week and you'll get that discount. Very good. So again, it's National Learn to Homebrew Day. If you want to take advantage of the sales, that's what you've got going on. If you are maybe thinking about learning to homebrew day, it's a great day to do that at the store because yeah. the 11 a.m. beginning brewing demo, tickets still available for There's that. There's still some tickets available for that. So if you want to sign up, you can either sign up this morning online or just give us a call uh, or come on in and we can set you up into the class. And I asked you last week if you had a plan yet. Have you decided what, what you're making, what the plan is? I think you said it was going to be an American light lager? I, we're thinking German. Okay. Or German. Me and Kevin have been talking about this. We're going to split the – that's the all-grain class. And we're thinking an IPA um, for the beginning brewing class. It's a popular style. We're trying to put out a new IPA box kit. We need all the kind of experimentation that we can afford. Um, so we'll use the class day as a chance to kind of pilot that box kit recipe. So you'd be the first one to try it. we got version one on tap now. Um, we have a Amber Ale. And we also have uh, the Crunchberry beer. We ah. saved a little bit for this event. We have a couple gallons and a three-gallon keg. So if you want to give that a try, we will premiere some of that today. And you liked that beer. It actually went over very popular. Yeah, I, It was surprisingly not strange. And that's probably a good one to have on tap for a day like today if you're going to try and show somebody, like, listen, you can really make this hobby Whatever you want. You want to make a Crunchberry beer, you can mess around yeah. with it and find yourself this uh, interesting little recipe. Yeah, and if you stick to the basics, it will be real beer and taste like real beer. 
All right. So an 11 a.m. beginning brewing demo. Tickets available for that online or call. Uh, and a tasting and a demo at 1.30. That one, no tickets. You can just kind of show we'll up for that. Show up. Yeah, we'll be brewing beer. We'll be drinking beer. If you have any questions, come on and ask them. There'll be plenty of people who would love to give you an answer. So if you're thinking about home brewing, you can't make it for the beginning brewing class, make it in for the tasting. Um, because like we were talking about how most home brewers want to teach somebody to brew, there'll be plenty of home brewers there that want to teach somebody, somebody to brew. So you might get a little bit of information overlooked but we can tell you you're going to get a lot of good information okay uh if people do come into the store in, in addition to the specials what else do you have going on for like what's in stock what's november the season for well i mean we see a lot of the grain sales for kind of all grain brewers as our you know tap water temperatures get back down you see a lot of people getting back into it um so we see that as the big one we also see equipment upgrades this time of year. So you get into fall, you're starting to, the brew season. Um, we see people decide to get new brew pots, burners, wart chillers, um, new fermenters, because it's a little bit of a time to upgrade. If kind of in the spring you clean stuff out of the house, I guess here in Western New York in the winter, you know, we kind of pack stuff in and home brewers do the same. We also have some kind of 20% off specials on some uh, Polarwares, uh, older series stuff, some Blickman uh, G1 series stuff that we still have hanging around, uh, as well as some other uh, limited edition wine kits, which uh, just came off uh, their sale a couple of months ago. We still have some extras around. Those are also 20% off. So okay. we kind of have some, we'll say door busters or one-time sales uh, stacked up in the front of the store. If you're looking for a big deal on a new brew pot, on a mash tun, um, on wine juice. Uh, we have some stuff which is not, we'll say, out of date, but is being replaced. So Blickman's got their G2. Polarware's got some new series stuff as well, as well as Brewer's Best. Um, you know, so we have a lot of old models to get rid of. Yeah. All right. So all that available for you today. And uh, one more thing to get to before we get to the topic, which is actually teaching someone to homebrew. Uh, the Santas of Swig have an event coming up as well. It'll be December 2nd. So about a month from now, uh, a fundraiser for the Matt Urban Hope Center. Tickets are $20 and it's at Buffalo Ironworks. You can go to sultansofswig.com and it's a toy drive. Donate an unwrapped toy, $10 to receive 10 free raffle tickets. Mm -hmm. Have they done this before? Have you been they to this have. event? Yeah. yeah okay, and I've good. participated in it a bunch of times. It's a lot of fun. And I like these events a lot because it's a popular opinion uh, vote. So if you're trying, if you have a weird recipe at home, say like maybe you have a Crunchberry White Ale that you really like, but you're never really going to be able to enter that into a BJCP competition um, and really get a fair score, we'll say. Well, you get a fair score, that's for sure, but you're probably not going to win anything when you're going up against more traditionally brewed beers. However, at a popular vote... Um, what's traditional really doesn't matter. Um, so I've done this event um, once before uh, as a contestant, and it was a lot of fun. You get to brew a weird beer, you get a lot of opinions on it, um, but you also kind of get rid of the keg, and you're you know helping for a good cause. At the other end, as a kind of, um, you know, not as a participant, but actually as an attendee, um, you get to try a kind of, you know, big collage of beers. There's a lot. If you're always looking for something exclusive, um, only one beer at this event will you ever be able to try again, and that's the winner. So all the other beers are going to be really good. They'll be very unique. Um, if you want to give them a try, this will be your only chance. 
Okay, very good. So that's the Santas of Swig put on by the Sultans of Swig. Their website, sultansofswig.com. $20 tickets, Buffalo Ironworks on December 2nd from 1 to 4. And if you donate an unwrapped toy with a $10 value, you receive 10 free raffle tickets. Okay, so today, learn to homebrew day. So, uh, so I we're I guess talking about kind of tips for teaching or talking somebody into brewing. And I think this is something we've both been through. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I've been through it a lot. Um, and I've had my successes and I've had my failures. So I can kind of pass those, you know, uh, that information on to you. Um, and the first thing you really want to focus on is don't scare them away. Um, try not to talk about your mistakes or how hard it is to brew a particular style. Often as an experienced brewer, these are the things that are on our mind. The last batch you screwed up and what you need to do to get your current, you know, kind of recipe really to that, like we'll say if you're entering it into that 40 plus point range. So what you need to do to almost perfect it. These are not things that a new brewer needs to be focusing on. They need to be focusing on the benefits. So try to start it off like this. Yeah, I brew my own beer. It takes a little bit of work. It's a fun hobby, and I save some money while I do it. Um, So it's a hobby. You have fun, and you save a little bit of money. Be honest with them, but try to be positive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can tell them, yeah, I screw up a batch every once in a while, but even with doing that, I still end up in the black, you know, on my kind of budget for brewing and you know, I have my kind of own home beer that I'm quite proud of. Um, don't try to kind of talk to them like, you know, what I'm doing Pilsners right now with right. kind of balancing my mash times and, you know, talking about like how I'm struggling trying to find that perfect water profile now that I've changed my mash times and changed the beers. Don't kind of rattle their brain with this kind of stuff. Give them the Keep cliff notes. Keep it simple. Yeah, give them the cliff notes. You know, show them uh, some of your beer, some of your equipment, uh, and kind of show them where you started thinking back on all you've learned there's no way that you can convey all that knowledge in one brew day especially if you've been doing this for years if you got like you know 100 beers under your belt there's no way that you're going to be able to go back and teach that all to them in one brew day give them what they need to know in nice small chunks every time you brew with them give them a little bit more giving that small chunks of information of course makes it a little bit easier for them to learn and remember um, and will make the whole process a lot less intimidating do so you, do you feel it's best to start with extract just beca- always always yeah always i think it's, it's faster best. it's it's faster you can go over like after work one night do it really quick with them um but it also shows them how easy the process can be let them make it as hard as they want it to the extract allows you to kind of focus on the really important parts of the brewing process while kind of keeping the actual like mess and the workload kind of low. So when you're, you know, choosing to brew somebody, I would suggest grabbing a Mutton's or Cooper's can kit or maybe a very simple extract, you know, kind of with some specialty grains. So like make a pale ale that you're only using like half a pound of crystal or maybe a pound total of specialty malts in the steep. Um, Doing something like that will keep it easy. You want to show them how easy this can be. Not brag and show them how hard you have chosen to make it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I see that a lot. And I think with, like, a couple of my friends, um, when I showed them to brew, I was kind of showing off my equipment, showing off my, you know, know, big stainless steel mash ton and louder ton, my temperature control elements um you know my the fact they regulate the temperature on my fermentation and some beers control the back pressure 
I think this is all really kind of intimidating. One, I think somebody looks at that and says, well, I don't have that kind of money to spend. Well, I put that together over the course of 10 years. Um, and I think they look at it too as like, I don't have the time to mess with all this. But you don't have to. The beers that I was making you know, 15 years ago, I was absolutely happy with. And I'm still happy with the beers that I do today, even though I kind of know now they're really not very close to perfection. Okay. Well, let's get back to the uh, the meat of this on the other side and, and set things up. Lots of questions that people might have. You want, you've got somebody in your life you want to teach them how to homebrew. You want them to join you. Um, many of you probably got involved this way. Somebody kind of brought you under their wing. So what's the best way uh, to make sure that they latch onto it and uh, all this stuff? I want to ask you about the science of it, too. Well, how, how soon in you should teach the science of what's happening? Because I think for some people, maybe like know the friend, how much that might matter to them to help them understand exactly what's happening. Back on the other side on Niagara Traditions, just brew it here on ESPN 1520. Jeremy White here for Niagara Tradition Home Brewing Supplies. You're listening to Just Brew It, which means either you homebrew or you're thinking about it. Wherever you are in the process, Niagara Tradition Homebrew is your source for everything homebrewing. Do what I did. Get a starter kit and you'll be well on your way. Niagara Tradition will be there to answer your questions, give you advice, and as I try to become a more seasoned brewer, I know I can count on Niagara Tradition to be there with the supplies and the advice I need. Niagara Tradition Homebrewing Supply, 1296 Sheridan Drive, near Military, in Tonawanda. Open Monday through Friday, 11 to 7, Saturdays, 10 to 4, and 24-7 at nthomebrew.com. Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Pay them a visit, and remember to just brew it. Happy National Learn to Homebrew Day. Jeremy White, Bert Deister on it. ESPN 1520 on Niagara Traditions Just Brew It. All right, so you want to get a friend into homebrewing, you're teaching someone to homebrew on National Learn to Homebrew Day. How important do you think it is to, to, to explain the what is of what's happening and the why? It, like, and I, maybe the, this has something to do with how I learn. I think it's the most important. Yeah, like the, to learn the, the yeast, what and why, not sugar. just what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. That, so that having more sugar is going to increase, increase your alcohol content. Not having more yeast or more hops or something like that. No, learning the the kind of whys, I think, always kind of protects somebody from making other mistakes. So if you just teach them what to do, you know, they can go through the process like a horse's blinders, but as soon as they go to venture, they don't know what's safe or not. If you teach them the whys behind this, um, it's very, I think, easy for them to kind of prevent kind of further pitfalls. Um, to say, oh, wait, no, anything that touches a beer post-boil needs to be sanitized because it's not getting pasteurized anymore and, you know, it's at a very vulnerable state. So that kind of stuff will teach them better than saying, oh, you just need to sanitize your bucket and airlock. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, so it, you're building better practices is always going to help them in the long run. As far as kind of appealing to, I think this brings up another interesting subject, which is appealing to a brewer's art versus science. Um, I think one or the other often a little bit comes easier for different brewers. And I notice this often that people use brewing because it's a hobby to get into the one that's maybe not as natural for them. So I see a lot of people who are in, we'll say, an art-based profession who'd love to get into the science of it. And I see some people who are, you know, uh, very well educated and either engineers uh, or maybe doctors who get very much into the art of home brewing. Um, so you kind of have to learn both a little bit. Learning the whys is always very important, but you also, I think, want to cater this kind of to that person. So if, if they're already a science person, you know, give them how to brew, 
tell them to read through it before you brew with them, and then kind of show them where you can get artsy with it, saying, listen, as long as you mm-hmm. kind of focus on these basic steps and keep these, you know, this checklist down of sanitizing your equipment, you know, watching your temperatures, stuff like that, um, you can pretty much throw whatever you want in the brew pot. You know what I mean? If you're talking to somebody who's already very artsy, get them into the more science end of it. Um, and I've just found over the years that that tends to be where people tend to go. It's, okay. it's actually the it's a hobby. It's a learning hobby. They're going to go to the area that they're not as much as an expert in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next thing you want to do is you want to brew with them. Don't just tell them, convince right. them over to do this, you know, at a bunch of parties over a bunch of beers. And when they actually go to brew, just, you know, start some text message chain. No, you, you want to brew with them. You want to be there. You want to be able to catch any mistakes they make. You want to make sure they're having fun doing it and while it's going to be easier for you to tell them just come over to my house you know what i mean i already got the stuff set up in the basement we'll brew it's going to be better for them and it's going to kind of set them off on a better path if you go brew at their house because that's what they're going to be doing in the long run that's where they're going to be brewing that's the the sink they're going to be using with the different fittings that you're going to have to find out what works um, where the best place to ferment as far as temperature all these things are going to be things they need some help figuring out so go brew at their house um, you can gather up some of your old equipment if you're like me and you're now using like stainless steel and for monster uh, fermenters bring them over one of your old buckets maybe if you have an auto siphon bring them old over your old racking tube uh, if you have a bench capper bring them over your old butterfly bring over your old equipment or just go into Niagara Tradition, pick up a startup kit. You can have everything brand new for under $100 um, and bring it over and set them up at their house uh, to start um, and brew a beer that they're familiar with uh, and pick up fresh ingredients. If they have a Mr. Beer kit sitting in the basement from you know 10 years ago when somebody gave it to them at Christmas, it can stay in the basement. That's a fine place for it. Um, pick them up some fresh ingredients. You don't want to start them off um, out of a bad foot or kind of set up for disaster. Get them fresh yeast, get them fresh ingredients, and pick a style that they're familiar with. So you're going to have to brew to their passion here, not yours. So if you like, you know, you know, East Coast style IPAs and big, you know, kind of juice bombs, um, but they're more like we talked about, you know, two weeks ago. If they're more of a light beer drinker, get a light beer recipe. Make mm-hmm. that American light lager. Make a cream ale. Make a Belgian blonde. Make something that you know that they're going to like by default. Um, because that first beer, whether it's a style they like or not, is going to kind of define all homebrew for them. So pick a beer that is kind of their passion. All right. All right. Now, as far as actually to the brew day and what you should be <gasps> teaching, one, I think always focus on the basics. Like we were talking about you know, there's a lot that you can learn. You've been brewing for years. There's not really any way to kind of get that all that information to them in one big load. So focus on the basics that are kind of really important to the process in general. Um, use basic equipment um, and teach them to well to sanitize the equipment and tell them how important that is and how it can ruin the beer with infections and, you know, off flavors from chlorine or, you know, other contaminants left over on the equipment. So teach them to sanitize their equipment really well. Um, and do it with them for the first time. We talked about getting fresh ingredients um, and kind of explaining the importance of that to them. Um, And then when it comes to brew day, don't focus on hop times. Don't focus on, you know, hitting your exact gravities or anything like that. Focus on the kind of basics, bringing the wort to a full boil so that you're getting full hop utilization, you're getting good hop break, Um, showing them the importance of chilling 
you know, wart down to the right temperature. So showing them how to do an ice bath or bringing over your wart chiller and kind of letting them just watch the, you know, temperatures fall until you kind of hit the right level that you want to. Teach the importance of aerating your wart. You know what I mean? That's one thing I think a lot of home brewers kind of skipped at the beginning of the process. If they're doing lighter beers, they're pitching a lot of yeast and they don't know it. Um, They kind of skipped the aerating the wart and it was okay. Um, Teach them that right off the bat. And that's going to make their beers a lot better, you know, in the first year of brewing than if they're kind of having struggles with stuck fermentations or lagging yeast and stuff like that. And teach them the importance of pitching good yeast. Pitch freshies, pitch you know, a lot. That way, you don't have a long lag. It is acceptable to have 48 hours of lag to a yeast fermentation, and it sometimes just happens. Even if you, you know, hit all your numbers as far as temperature, you get a really good aeration, you've done a huge starter, it just doesn't go in the first, you know, day. Try to prevent that if you can. Mm -hmm. Have them pitch a lot of yeast so when they wake up the next morning, um, their fermentation is really going. Oh, and if you also want to make brewing popular with other people in the house, you should probably also have them use a blow-off, too. Make mm-hmm. sure they put it maybe in a basin right. wash thing. Don't leave at the end of the night with a mess all over the kitchen and a fermenter ready to explode on the kitchen counter. What you're, what you're talking about a lot here with uh, aerating wort and blow-off tubes is the mistakes that you made along the way. Yeah. The, make sure that you pass along your knowledge of those mistakes and give them good habits. Yeah, and if you look at these kind of five <clears throat> things we're covering here, six you know really basic things, I will count off the sanitizer equipment because I think that's what everybody learns right off the bat. I think with a lot of home brewers, you'll fix one of these mistakes for your first five beers, right? And then all of a sudden, you're, you're while you're getting good beer right from the start, by beer four or five, it's really great. Um, and it's these kind of little, you know, techniques that has caused it to become a great beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can skip that with them, um, it's really going to be a big help, and it's really going to make them, uh, you know, their beer a lot more popular when, because they're going to want to share the beer as well. Um, and you want something that's good that they can share that they could give to other home brewers and not be full of errors. Remember now, their brewing techniques are going to reflect on your brewing skill. Yeah. So set them off right. Okay. Now, after brew day is over, you can't just walk away. Um, you want to keep on them. Um, and this is where often I think, you know, as experienced brewers, we make the mistakes. And that's over the next couple of days, once we get the beer into the fermenter. So over the first couple of days, watch the fermentation temperatures. Call them back the next morning. Is the beer fermenting? Okay, what temperature is it at? Is, is it at a good temperature? Do they need to move it around to try to find a better spot? And then don't let them forget about the beer in the primary fermenter. So much we get through the brew day, we get it into the fermenter, and then we kind of forget about it. We keep pushing it off. Even though all we need to do is rack it, it's going to take 20 minutes, it's going to be quick one night, keep on them, get them to move the beer over. What you don't want is have them, oh, remember that you know beer we put all that time and effort to? Is it still good? It's been sitting in my basement for two months in a bucket. Hmm. Um, you don't want that. You don't want them to see all their hard work as kind of lost. Yeah. So... Keep on them, get them all the way from fresh ingredients to brew day to racking, help them bottle. I mean, you don't have to help them bottle the whole batch, I, I think. You can get them started on 10 or 12 or, yeah. you know, show them how to wash one or two, and then they can take over the rest. Um, but get them start to finish on the beer, and then once they brew the beer, try it with them and tell them it's good. And other, um, you know, minor things you could do, you could do a clone. 
you know, just to show like what's what's a beer that you like and yeah. drink that beer while you're making it. And this kind of goes yeah. to the science. Explain this is what makes this happen. And this is what brings yeah, out this where taste. the flavors that they yeah. like are coming from. And and one the of the first things, things I did, them- we, we cloned flower power. Because at the time, like I was drinking that a lot from Ithaca Brewing, and tried to make a clone of it, and it tasted a lot like flower power. And it's like, oh, cool! Like that's a beer that I buy that I like, and I can just make that. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that's um, going to be really important. Again, you're going to have familiar flavors. They're going to find out where those flavors are coming from, and just tell them it's like, you know, we're not going to get the exact beer. But we're going to get something really close. We're going to start making it better from each batch to batch. And along the way, we're probably going to veer to something that's more tailored to your taste than what the commercial brewer is actually doing. So you're like, you end up making flower power. Instead of making, you know, exactly flower power, you might start adding your own favorite hops to the mm-hmm. dry hop. You might change the base malt up to, you know, go German Pilsner base malt, get a little bit of honey flavor in there over like American two rows. Um, and those things will be very important. And this kind of goes into to the kind of letting them become their own brewer. The styles and methods that they're going to want to explore are going to be different from yours. Um, and helping them brew those different styles that you may not be interested in will not only ensure that it keeps their interest because they're getting a product that they're interested in, one that they like, but it also means that you're going to learn a little bit, you know, something too. Um, I kind of went IPAs right when I first started brewing. Um, and there wasn't a ton of information out there that wasn't nearly the variety of hops. Um, and a lot of my friends who have started brewing recently um, have only really wanted to do IPAs. <coughs> Kevin, if you're out there. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, also, that means that I'm kind of learning new techniques to the IPAs, and my recipes have all gotten a little bit better if we've gone back and brewed them. Um, so in, in teaching him to make better beers or kind of get his beers we're talking about into that 40-plus range, which has actually happened in the last competition he entered, um, they, uh, I've also become a little bit better of a brewer. So there's, there's a dual benefit here. Um, and we've got another minute or two. Well, one last conversation. If you're looking to brew and you don't have anybody to brew with um, and you can't make it into one of our events because you live too far away, you work on Saturdays and Fridays, don't let this be, you know, uh, or don't not brew because you don't have somebody to teach you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great resources out there. A lot of great brewers have done it completely by themselves and, and really learned all their basic brewing. I know I have some other friends who brewed once or twice for me and then actually started brewing and kept it a secret because they didn't want to bug me. Um, they, they, you know, and, and that was something a little bit, I think, special too, um, that they just kind of started brewing and then all of a sudden, batch four or five, they presented a beer and it blew me away. Yeah. So you can learn to brew on their own. There might be a little bit steeper of a learning curve, but you can certainly do this. We always say that this has been a human hobby for a couple of thousand years before the printing press, before YouTube, before, you know, uh, John Palmer's How to Brew. This was a hobby that people taught themselves. Um, there may be a trial and error aspect to it, and the error is going to be in your taste buds and what kind of beer you get. Um, but I can guarantee you, if you kind of keep these basic steps, you will always get beer, and you always get beer that you can drink. And the more you brew, the more you're going to have a beer you can be proud of.
All right. National Learn to Homebrew Day. Get to Niagara Tradition. Uh, you can get tickets online or call. Uh, tickets still available for the 11 a.m. beginning brewing demo and a tasting at 1.30 and a demo at 1.30 that you don't need tickets to. So happy Learn to Homebrew Day. 10% off all ingredients, 15% off all sacks of grain. It is a, a good day to teach somebody to homebrew or you yourself learn how to homebrew. We're back next week here on ESPN 1520. You've been listening to Just Brew It, brought to you by Niagara Tradition Home Brew. Whether you're a seasoned brewer or just want to get started, visit them at 1296 Sheridan Drive in Tonawanda or online at nthomebrew.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Just Brew It.